Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kajal Talks. And today we are going to talk about insurance. And what is insurance? So insurance is basically an investment that you put on yourself. And it protects you and it protects your health as well. It provides an investment for your family. Touch wood if something bad happens to you. So today with me, I have a very beautiful insurance agent. You can't see her, but you can hear her voice, how beautiful she is. I'm going to pass it over to her to introduce herself. Hey, hi, Kaja fans. So I'm Jasmine and currently I'm a wealth advisor with potential for three and a half years. Thank you very much. And today, ladies and gentlemen, me and Jasmine will be talking about insurance, the benefits of insurance, stories behind success, as well as why yeah. we should be investing in insurance. We won't be talking about any brands. We are just going to talk about insurance as a whole and the importance of it. So we're not promoting any brands. Unless Prudential, you want to sponsor me, I'm right there for you. You sponsor me, I'll promote your brand like crazy. <laughs> okay, so Jasmine, went through your yes. LinkedIn, right? I realized that you yes. did a degree in chemistry, right? You did a degree yes. in chemistry. So why from chemistry you jumped to insurance? Mm, I think it's just an opportunity that comes by because back then when I was chemistry as a chemist, I enjoyed my career as a chemist, but I felt like my life and perspective when I was chemist was a bit uh, limited. Yeah, so I decided to venture into insurance career, which is totally out of my comfort zone. Interesting. So yeah, you know, we all, I think most of my listeners have gone through the pitch of insurance, right? So could yeah. you tell us like why, what is insurance? What's the purpose of it? And what are the types of insurance available out there? Okay, so the purpose of insurance, right, is actually risk transfer. You know, how do we manage risk to transfer the risk to the insurance company so that we as consumer, that we buy the protection so that we don't need to bear so much of the cost, okay, of the bills, you know, of the medical inflation that is, you know, just very, very huge nowadays that is burden, there's very like burden like people around. Yeah. So what are the types of insurance out there? I know, is there any difference or variations of insurance available in the market right now? Uh, actually, basically, there are two types of insurance available. One is like general, another one is like life insurance. So basically for me, I specialize more to like life and production insurances like varies from, you know, how to plan your legacy, how to get your income protected to medical savings and also investment. So I think a lot of us know what is medical insurance, right? It covers yes. to a certain point in medical coverages when we go for hospital, when we get admitted in a hospital or we get some type of sicknesses, right? But mm -hmm. most of us are unfamiliar with life insurance. Like, mm -hmm. could you explain more in detail? Because I feel a lot of us including myself, is quite blur when it comes to life insurance. So could you like elaborate with an example on what is life ins insurance, please? Okay, life insurance is basically what you want to leave behind for your loved ones, for your family, in case something happens to you. Like basically like when you are not in this world anymore. Yeah, who are the person that you worried you the most? 
that you want to leave something behind. And the most direct way is leaving something that is in terms of money, in terms of financial, to them. Yeah. So how does it work? Like what is like the breakdown? What is like the premium like? What is like the expenditure like for the person who okay. is life insurance? So let's say person who really cares about the family or the person that he's, he or she is going to leave behind. Okay, so the premium wise, it really depends on the gender, the age, and also what is his occupation, and also whether he's a smoker or non-smoker. Yeah, and of course, risks are generally higher with uh, increase with age, and then male is actually their insurances are more expensive than female. Yeah, and do you know why? Yeah, why? I wanted that would be my follow-up question. Like, why does male insurance is higher than the female insurance? Yeah, because men generally have short lifespan, shorter lifespan than women. Okay, so yes. guys, so they carry a higher risk. Yeah. yeah. So what do yeah, you mean sorry to say that. Carry a higher risk. That was quite interesting. Okay, so you did talk about smoking, right? It increases the risk. Okay, so what happens if the risk is high as well? Is there any consequences or they can't apply for life insurance anymore or they must do some type of stress test or medical test for them to get approval for the insurance? For smoking, actually, it's quite common nowadays, right? Very common, like since the beginning of the insurance era. So smoking, it doesn't affect anything unless they have like pre-existing conditions, okay? If not, it's just increasing premium only compared to those who is also a male but doesn't smoke. Well, how much the variance in premium will be like? The variance will be in 100 to 200 per month, I would say. That's not okay. I know. I wish not to comment. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that is life insurance, right? So, could you like share like how does life insurance actually benefit? You know, we know that how it benefits the person who is buying it. How does it actually benefit the loved ones that, who, you know, if touch wood, something bad happens to the policy owner? How does the mm-hmm. family get the money, you know, when they apply for this life insurance and the benefit mm-hmm. the policy owner passed away? How does the family get the money? Okay, so one of the key things when we as consumer, you know, buy life insurance, make sure, make sure you do put nominee in your life insurance policy. Yeah, because if there's, if you buy a life insurance and without nomination, actually there's no point. Because the money won't go to your loved ones. And your loved ones can claim it, but it will take a longer process. Yes. So basically, like, when you nominate a person in your life insurance policy, when the person is not in this world anymore, so basically the agent will start doing their job. Yeah. So they will submit the claim, all right, with the necessary documents, like, for example, that of certificate and also the claim for death you know, there's an insurance form for it and then you just submit to the insurance company and then they will verify it. It will take some, you know, some 14 to 22 business days, you know, they will verify it and then before the money is really transferred to the nominees based on the percentages. Yes. What is like the minimum value a life insurance can give you? Like what is like the bare minimum value? What, what do you mean like that? Is it like, like, like What or? is like the amount, like the amount, like rough amount, like how much does a life insurance actually worth like to a, to a person? Like how do you calculate the worth of a life insurance? 
Okay, it depends on how big your commitment is that you leave behind that your family will be paying for. Yeah, for example, like if you have a house loan, right, of a 200 or 300,000, right, and maybe your child is still, you know, young and then you want to give them a proper education if, um, in case you're not here anymore, you're not around. So how much do you want to leave behind for them? Yeah, so there are a lot of, you know, like debts and commitments coming into this, you know, calculation. Yes. So minimum, I would say, generally, like this era, right, 500,000 would be a minimum. Dang, that is, wow, interesting. 500,000, sign me up to a life. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so next question is like, okay, we all have you seen like any trends or changes in the industry over the last like 10, 20 years when it comes to the insurance industry? Did you observe any changes or any changes in trend when it comes to, let's say, the types of insurance available or the mm -hmm. how we promote insurance or even how do we look at insurance in, in, in general? Mm, in my point of view, um, Gen Z and millennials, uh, before they even meet you for an appointment, all right, they can check you out on social media. So if you are not on social media, there's actually a red flag in their mind. You know, that most probably you're a scam. Yeah. So you need more, you know, you need to give more assurance that you are a legit, you know, insurance advisor. Now, things have changed a bit. Now, 10 years ago, if you would pick up the phone and tell your prospect, hey, you know, I'd like to meet up with you and I'd like to share you a business opportunity on insurance. They do not mind to meet you to get to know you actually. But today, not many will. Yeah, so I think social media is actually a pre-sales tool. Yeah, so before you get to meet that person, right? I mean, Gen Z and millennials, they would just search you on social media to check actually what you do, what you actually do and who you are as a person, you know, before they have the confidence and also before they even think that they want to meet you. Okay, so yeah, I do, I do understand that. Okay, follow-up question is that, you know, many people are very picky, you know, you know, you know humans are known in general mm -hmm. very picky in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. How do you cater to like someone, hey, can you do my insurance policy like this? I, I don't want it to be in in this perspective you know, or in this mode. Have you ever like mm -hmm. changed it a little bit or, you know, made it unique to that person only when it comes to the insurance policy? Now, actually, insurance policies nowadays, they, we do cater for different aspects. Yeah, depending on customers' needs and, you know, and also their concern. Actually, it's customizable. How? Oh, yes. Could you give an example on how is it customizable? Okay, like for example, if a person doesn't think that if, you know, his life, let's say he's gone, you know, from this world, he thinks that his family wouldn't need, you know, his money, you know. He he did it to plan a life insurance for himself. Yeah, because he didn't think that it's important for him. Yeah. But whereas he thinks that his income protection is important and also a medical is important. So he wouldn't need to plan for his life first. So he can plan for his income protection and his medical first. Yeah. Okay, okay, sure. Understandable. So next question is, could you like share memorable opinion, a memorable moment when it comes when you are doing your insurance, like anything memorable that happened to you? 
the good one or the bad one? Anything. Could okay. Be Could be both, right? Yeah. So I think not to say the bad one, but I think the most heartfelt, okay, that I felt, you know, during this this memorable experience for my career, right, is this there's this lady, I think someone who is very close to me. I advise her to get expenses protection because she's retired. So she's she thinks that she's retired and she doesn't need expenses protection. And in fact, her children are not very keen on it because her children will be paying for this expenses protection policy. Yeah. But in the end, I managed to, you know, convince them the importance of this expenses protection, right? Because even though we are retired, we still need to spend, right? And during critical times, we will still, we need, we'll spend more, right? To eat better, you know, to have, you know, better lifestyle, you know, and etc. Yeah. So four months later, she she's diagnosed with advanced stage of leukemia. Yeah. So as someone very close to me, right? I I think my feelings got into into me you know as an advisor and also someone that's very close I was in shock and I felt like crying but I know I know that as an advisor I need to do what I need to do yeah so after a month you know she went to chemotherapy and stuff so I went to the hospital I need to get a document signed you know from her because to to for it for the to allow the hospital you know to release the medical report to the insurance company. Yeah, so that I can proceed with the claim. Yeah. So as I was getting back the signed document, right, she just said thank you. Yeah, just these two words, thank you. So at that moment I was like, I felt like, wow, I think my my job here is not that simple. I just help and her children, you know, got up from a financial situation. You know, amount is gonna be paid to her to support her expenses, yeah, during, you know, tough times. Yeah, so that, I think throughout my insurance career, that was the biggest claim that I've ever done. And it was someone close to me. How much was the claim, biggest-wise? I cannot reveal, but it is worth uh, two years of her expenses. Yeah, so two to three years, yep, she's being covered. So all the audience out there, you guys can do the maths and do let me know what figures did you. I'll put a, a poll or question below so you guys can type your answers there, like how much was the two to three years expense that she was able to claim, right? So mm-hmm. next, I would like to ask, right, what in your opinion, right, what would you say to some what would you feel about somebody who is getting an insurance right what would you tell the person or what are the steps or what are the red flags that they should be aware of when they're getting an insurance from an insurance agent and etc like what are the red flags that they should be aware of okay i think insurance companies actually they provide quite similar kind of protections you know of course some companies provide more comprehensive ones depending on your needs Right. But for me, I would advise, you know, you out you guys out there to choose an agent that you are confident with and comfortable to work with. Because having the right person to manage your insurances, right, actually goes a very long way. So what are the yeah. red flags? What are the red flags to watch out for? Red flags. I think 
advisors who are very pushy, I think, and very hard sell. I don't think I need to elaborate more because... You are very pushy with think, me, though. You are a bit pushy with think, me. No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah. So, because like some advisors, they are more pushy and more salesy. I mean, that's their style. No right or wrong. But some might just get uncomfortable. Yeah. But they still go ahead with But a few years later, they might like just think, hey, maybe this is not the right person for me. And they don't know how to voice out what are their needs and concerns. And they don't really, you know, get their insurance. Like just, they don't feel like the insurance they're getting is just right for them. Sometimes they feel like they're overpaying it or sometimes it's just not what they want. You know, I want my medical coverage more. But why is this advisor advising me to get my life more, you know, and etc. So it depends on your instinct and your gut feeling, you know. If you think this person is the right person for you and then just go ahead with it. Yep. Okay. So now I think that some audiences, they asked me in, in my poll. They, I put mm-hmm. a poll on Instagram and this is the one that yeah. asked me was what the steps needed for if they feel like they want to upgrade their policy or it's time for a policy review, right? So when mm-hmm. is the best time to do so and why? Okay, when is the best time to do so? Okay, the best time to do it is when your policies, you bought it during your childhood times, where your parents, you know, got it for you during when you're sec- in primary or even secondary school. Yeah, that is when you need to review number one. Yeah, and the second one is when you have big life changes. For example, you get married or you just have the big life commitments, like buy a house, buy a car, you just sign a few credit cards, right? Or even have children, or even you get promoted. Yeah, so these are some of the examples of life changes that you should get your life insurance policies reviewed. So what are the steps needed? Like what are the steps needed for the policy? Do we need to go to the head office? Like when I talk, when I did my insurance change mm-hmm. the insurance company mm-hmm. that I did they they asked me to go to the headquarters to fill up document and sign but my insurance agent did everything I just had to just sign the document and she did everything for yes. me so Correct. what are the things that a person should do when it comes to renewing their policy yes it all goes to your advisor your agent so Kaja I think your insurance advisor did a very good job yeah so just go back to the person, okay, the agent that have serviced you for quite some time, okay, and then you say you want to revisit you know, your policies, what the coverage is. Yeah, basically, your advisors would advise you what are the current coverage that you should have, you know, the standard amount, you know, that you should have. And then with, you know, the budget-wise, you can discuss it with your agents and all advisors, yeah, and they will cater it for you. And then basically, same thing. You just sign the document. If you agree, you just sign the document and then your advisor just hand in to the company and then you got it. You got your insurance upgraded. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It yeah. was very The insurance company I was under was very efficient. They just got mm-hmm. it done. Two weeks, I guess, it was done and done. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it really depends, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You, another question I would like to ask is that, okay, insurance can be a very taboo topic some people feel like they don't need insurance right they feel like they're mm-hmm. 
young to get insurance or they are too old to get insurance, right? These are the two spectrums that we might face. So like, what is your thought on this? Like, no blaming anyone. It's just that what is mm-hmm. your people feeling that they are too young or too old for getting insurance? I think they have no wrong. And there's actually no right or no wrong. If I met a prospect that they think they are too young, they are too healthy to get the protection, you know, I'll just say, okay, uh, I'll revisit this topic when you are a year older later. Yeah. Because I couldn't change their mindset, you know, if they have, because, you know, young, younger minds, they have other priorities they want to do. You know, maybe they want to start a business or maybe they want to save up to go to a holiday, you know. Young, young genera- younger generations nowadays, as much as they also, you know, value their own life, but also I think they also value the experiences more than, you know, tied up to a commitment that, you know, they have to, you know, just pay monthly and they wouldn't know when they would use it. Yeah. So for me, I'll just let them be, you know, after I have, you know, told them the importance of it. But if they still think I'm just too young to get a protection, I'll just let them be. You know, no point forcing. Yeah. Because if something is forced, it wouldn't last long. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas on the other spectrum, the older generations, I think they know the importance of insurance, but they are afraid because it's too expensive for them to get it upgraded or even get one. Yeah. And then they are afraid to burden their children. Yes. And so happen if they have pre-existing conditions, like the three highs, the cholesterol, the diabetes, or the high blood pressure, it got them like very worried, like, what if my premium got higher, right? So, yeah. But for the more senior generations, I would advise them, really, if you have existing policies, do have them reviewed. Don't be afraid. You know, have them reviewed. Let the advisors advise you, what can you do? Yeah. Rather than, you know, just don't do anything about it because you are just worried that you will burden your children. But think a bit longer. Think longer term. Wouldn't it burden your children more if, let's say, you were to have, you know, admit to hospital and have a big medical bill, but you didn't, you know, review your medical card and the limit is just can cover you this much, then your children have to bear this much, this much more. Yeah. Okay. So... My next question is, what is like the oldest a person can get insurance covered until? Like, what is like the oldest age you can get covered? Some, some insurance protection plan is up to 65. Some is 70. So if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is covered until 70. So, so yes. at 70? Ha, okay. So, Kaja, let me give you a clearer picture. I think you are a bit confused. Yeah. For you to get a new protection, okay, there's an age limit. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, 65 or 70. Yeah. But if you have an existing insurance policy with you, all right, let's say previously like you bought until age 65. And you think like, okay, I'm gonna live longer than that. I'm gonna live until 100 years old. Actually, you can add on the premium to extend your age coverage to 70, 80, 90, or even to 100 years old. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so insurance works in many different ways. Quite, quite interesting to realize that. So now my last two questions would be, you can answer it together. So one question, the first question would be is that, what is 
the most memorable memorable moment of you being an insurance agent like say hey yeah i think i made made the right move moving from chemist to to an insurance agent and secondly what is your advice to people considering a career as an insurance agent okay so one of the most memorable or unique experience i think my high school not my high school my uni mate yeah just delivered a baby and she actually gotten a prenatal plan for me yeah it's just very how to say it's just so uh, surreal that you know once she's your uni mate you know we are just you know studying and then just focusing on what we're going to do next for our career and stuff but the next thing is like she's moving on with her life you know milestone she's getting a baby and and then you know i have this responsibility to you know just advise her what kind of prenatal plan she's going to get and then further on maybe the education plan for her son you know it's just very surreal when you plan and become i mean when you plan and become an advisor to someone that you know you have known for so long i guess yeah and yeah your last question is for those of the people who is interested to join insurance is it yeah the people who are considering yeah. insurance yeah by the way i'm doing recruitment <laughs> yes so so if you want to try on this career you can try it out but what would i say best actually nothing is easy in this world i think no matter what career you are in okay there's always hardships hurdles obstacles and also rewards right yeah there's always challenges in everything you do yeah but but this insurance career right has made me realize that you know i've met so many people at different aspects of life in different careers you know lawyers doctors right it right babysitters you know to cleaners yeah to disabled you know disabled people who buys insurance for their children even for themselves you know i get to know you know their life expects and my learning curve is very steep i would say yeah and then i think my personal development is also being built you know during this time yeah so uh, there's no rainbow and no shining lights every time you know when you're in this career you know as you can see like we post like our shining moments like wow we have like we are in top sales and everything but actually there's a lot of effort being put you know behind the stage so how far are you willing to you know make your dreams come true yeah as in if you think you want that freedom in life you know the financial freedom or you are you want to get or you are you want to get rewarded equivalent to as much as how hard you work yeah so this is the insurance that you can explore interesting so now i'm going to give you about 2 minutes to Promote yourself as an insurance agent. Oh my God! Over to you. Two Promote. minutes. Promote yourself. No, okay. She is single, but yeah, guys, yeah, focus on the insurance aspect. Yeah, okay. So yeah, promote yourself, please. Okay, so uh, I am in three and a half years in this business. So 
for me, I am as real as I can be. So if you would come into an insurance, uh, insurance business, if you like to explore, okay, you can just meet me. We can have a chat. And then I actually, I would like to know more about what uh, made you think you want to try out this business. Or even if you think that you are stuck in your career and you don't know how to move on, you know, please, you know, try to explore, you know, other platforms, you know, like insurance. Like, please feel free to talk to me. You know, I have nothing to promote, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm as humble as I can be. <laughs> yeah. So all you need to do is just speak. And I would like to just, you know, just chat with you and further to know more, you know. Yeah. And who knows? We can, you know, uh, fight together and we can go to greater heights. Just to be clear, fighting together doesn't mean actually fighting together. Yeah, it is it's a figure of speech. <laughs> just in case people out yes. there who <laughs> so yeah, thank you everyone for watching and listening to Kaja Talks today. I know it's been a very it's a very dry topic, but hey, Kaja Talks talks about everything under the sun. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you, Jasmine, for sharing thank your you wisdom so with us. You know, You're welcome. So yeah, thank you. thank you for everything. And guys, stay tuned. If you do have more questions to talk to Jasmine, I'll put her contact details in the description below, her email and her LinkedIn. So please contact her through there. I won't be sharing her personal number. So till then, stay safe, take care. I love you guys and keep loving yourself and keep loving Nasilama. Till then, stay safe. Bye-bye.